Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. I'm editor Candace Gibson, joined by staff writer Jane McGrath. Hey, Candace. Jane, sometimes when you think about war or historical wars, mm-hmm. it can seem sort of romantic and not love romantic, right, but the right. idea of, you know, like the romances of history, thinking back to um, like the Revolutionary War when you envision the tri-cornered hats and the red coats. Yeah, and, very and glorious. The, yeah, it just yeah. It feels kind of good. Or mm-hmm. when you think about the Alamo and, you know, there was dust everywhere and people wearing moccasins and yeah. leather and there was just such bravery. It just, <laughs> I don't know. It paints an interesting and vivid picture in your mind or even when you see paintings and history books yeah. and museums. Like yeah. you said, I think glorious is the perfect word. Mm-hmm. But when you think about a war like Vietnam Very and you, you look yeah. at the backdrop, mm-hmm. I mean, aside from the sociocultural implications of the war, even the backdrop of the land is entirely different. You don't see the snow-covered landscapes. You 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 know don't mm-hmm. see the I don't know the cacti of the Texan desert. I yeah. don't know yeah. what would have been present at the Alamo, but Vietnam was essentially deforested throughout the war. And so when you look at it, it's just black death on the landscape. Yeah, it's it's pretty startling to see. And like yeah, as you mentioned, if you've ever seen a, a Vietnam War movie, that is one thing that. You know, the image that comes to your mind is a very jungly, um, uh, situation right there where, um, obviously it's, it's a scary situation to, to be fighting in a, in a war in a jungle situation where the people you're fighting against are very familiar with it and you're not. They can, your enemy can use it against you. And that's why the Americans in the Vietnam were very preoccupied with, with, with clearing the area of jungle. And one of the most effective ways that they did that was the use of Agent Orange. That's right. And this was a herbicide, um, that basically they dumped it on about 10% of Vietnam and it got rid of a lot of jungle. It did, it did its job. Um, about 11 million gallons, I think, between 1965 and 1970. And it was actually one of a class of, of herbicides. They call it like so-called rainbow, um, herbicides, the different colors. It all had to do with the, the stripe that was on the box, nothing with the actual <laughs> substance. But there was actually others like pink and purple were actually more dangerous than uh, Agent Orange, but it, they weren't used as quite as much. Right. Mm-hmm. And we should note that when it was developed, the scientist who developed it, Dr. Arthur Galston, he was a botanist, and he essentially started researching growth hormones and um, he had no idea that his discoveries were going to be interpreted and used like this. And he actually said, after all was said and done, nothing that you do in science is guaranteed to result in benefits for mankind. Any discovery, I believe, is morally neutral, and it can be turned either to constructive or destructive ends. That's not the fault of science. That's interesting. And, you know, he must have felt incredible guilt and here he yeah. was being very rational and, and logical about it. But mm-hmm. to think that you develop something that was repurposed and yeah. used in this way, and we're going to go on to tell you guys about the horrible health effects that it caused. But just to start with, you know, I think we should paint some background about what it actually did to the jungle. And we should mention that the main ingredient in Agent Orange was dioxin. And the effect that it had on the plants was that it caused the leaves to fall off and die first. And then the roots of the plants are killed as well. Mm -hmm. And the vegetation just turns black. 
and it smells. And the way it does this is it has too much growth regulation within the chemical, and the plant tissue grows so fast that the rest of the, pa- the plant just can't keep up. Yeah, so that's what die. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of ironic about it because Galson's work was was particularly aimed towards helping plants grow more and speedily, and. Um, so in small amounts, these sort of substance, substances actually do um, just that. They help uh, encourage plant growth. But in large substances, the tissue and everything actually grows much too quickly, and it, and it dies very quickly as a result. And that's what's so strange about the use of Agent Orange. And this is why it was called an, an ecocide, and that means that it caused the death of wildlife and the environment and yeah. it caused a health risk to people, mm-hmm. was that, like you were saying, Jane, in small doses, dioxin can actually decrease cancer. Yeah, that really shocked me. Yeah, yeah but in large doses... Quite the opposite of Quite the opposite. And I'll give you all a very, very visual example and a contemporary one at that. Um, are you familiar with Viktor Yushchenko? I don't think I am. He was a Ukrainian politician uh, who just yeah. a couple of years ago was a victim of dioxin poisoning. Mm-hmm. And if you look at pictures of him, and if you haven't seen these pictures, I would encourage you to go look them up on the internet as soon as possible. And that word was internet, by the way. My southern accent gets in my <laughs> way sometimes. <The> internet. <laughs> You can see instantly he was, you know, sort of a middle-aged man, but handsome, you know, chiseled jaw, striking features, very youthful. And after Mm -hmm. the poisoning, his skin has this greenish tint to it, and he's got wrinkles and spots, and it's just all crumbled up. It's just pitiful to look at. But the thing about dioxin is that it will eventually work its way out of your system. That's right. And it's actually, I think I remember reading that everyone has a little bit of dioxin in them. Mm -hmm. So that, that kind of makes sense. And scientists don't know how long it takes to completely work out of you. Yeah. But it does dissipate over time. Okay. Its effects do. And so if you look at pictures of Yushinko today, it's not quite as severe as right after the attacks. But the thing about dioxin that makes it so scary is that we don't know that much about its effects and how long it stays in the body. We do know that it is um, fat-soluble. Mm-hmm. So it stays in your body when you eat crops that have been affected by it or animals that have grazed on the crops that have been affected by it, and it just accumulates in your fat tissue. That's right. And one thing that helps it spread so much um, is the fact that it seeps into the ground and eventually gets into water sources. And, like, obviously, it spreads way beyond control. And so, as we mentioned, during the Vietnam War, Jane said it was um, it was used in about 10% of the country. It was mm-hmm. sprayed from aircraft, and not only there, but also on the Ho Chi Minh Trail yeah. in Laos and Cambodia that the Viet Cong used as a supply route. And so not just Vietnamese soldiers, but Vietnamese civilians fell prey to it too, as yeah. well as American soldiers. That's true. And um, one of the problems with this, at least one source, the U.S. Veteran Dispatch, believes that the military didn't dilute uh, the herbicides they used enough. The manufacturer um, suggests that they should have diluted it um, 6 to 25 times more than they did. My goodness. Yeah, so that obviously didn't help the problem. So today, there's some Vietnamese who have 10 times more dioxin in their blood than what's normal. Mm-hmm. And in big doses, the health problems that it can cause primarily affect the endocrine, immune, and nervous systems. And from here, uh, dioxin causes things like miscarriages and mm-hmm. cancer, birth defects, even type 2 diabetes and nerve disorders. Yeah, it's it's pretty surprising. And obviously, so many of the uh, veterans were exposed to this that now, the vet- actually, in, as early as 1978, the Veterans Administration actually um, set up a program specifically for this problem, helping helping veterans deal with the health effects that came from Agent Orange. And by now, they, they even make the presumption of all veterans being exposed to this. And we were saying we're not sure how long it takes for dioxin and 
the other chemicals in Agent Orange to, to finally leave someone's body. But yeah. we do know that veterans who came home and gave birth to children mm-hmm. saw the same health problems that they were having or lesser or greater degrees and their offspring. That's right. And that was particularly a problem, or at least a heart-wrenching story, um, about Elmo R. Zomalt Jr. Uh, he was renowned in the Navy for ending, uh, helping to end race and gender discrimination in the Navy. And actually, when he was fighting in the Vietnam War, he, uh, he was responsible for, for dumping some Agent Orange on this area called the Mekong Delta. And uh, what he wanted to do was, was help to expose the snipers that were killing a lot of Americans there. But as it happened, his son, Elmo III, uh, was actually uh, commanding a boat in that area, and he was exposed to the Agent Orange that was that his father was responsible for dumping. Um, so when the war ended, Elmo III came home, and uh, he had a child, his son, Elmo IV, and uh, he was actually... Uh, Showed, um, he suffers from a significant learning disability as a result, they think, of this Agent Orange exposure. And, uh, and later, Elmo III, the son of, of, El- of Zomalet Jr., actually, uh, died of cancer, and they think that was a result of the Agent Orange exposure as well. But before he died, father and son wrote mm-hmm. a book about their experiences in Vietnam, and the father was an admiral, and his son was of a lesser rank. But together, they came up with a unified opinion that while Agent Orange did cause destruction, and yes, in fact, it was responsible for the third and the fourth health problems, it also saved many lives of American soldiers in the war because it mm-hmm. did cut down on the foliage, and it did expose snipers, and it did right. expose, you know, um, troops stationed along the supply roads. And uh, while the admiral later on became an advocate for helping people get compensation for Agent Orange-prone injuries or mm-hmm. diseases and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, it, he pointed out what was on everyone's mind, and that was that this was such a sticky situation. You know, do we do we condone the use of Agent Orange, or do we loud it and say it was? a necessary war casualty for the enemy. Do we blame the government? Should we get reparations for it? Yeah. And this has actually been a big issue in court. Back in 1984, there was a class action lawsuit brought against seven companies who were disseminators of Agent Orange. Mm -hmm. And they essentially were charged with not giving full disclosure to the government about what was in this chemical, how it should be used. And the government, I think, maybe because of this, wasn't as careful as it should have been mm-hmm. when using it against civilians in Vietnam. You know, there was no distinction given to using it in, in, in land where there were no civilians versus where there were Viet Cong soldiers. Right. And that's what made it so messy. But yeah. after this lawsuit, uh, about $180 million was allocated for 291,000 people. And the final, the final settlement came to $240 million after it had compounded interest. And the chemical companies continued to be... Uh, targets of um, plaintiffs who came against them. I shouldn't really use the word target because that's not fair, but Mm. they continued to have plaintiffs come to them and say, we need compensation. Look at our health issues now. But they kept saying, well, you know, too much time has passed for your claims. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the government told us to make these chemicals and we're not really sure what Agent Orange has caused and what health problems run in your family. Yeah, well, it brings up the question, like, well, who else can we blame? I mean, maybe the military is to blame, and we should go to the U.S. government itself. And um, that actually has been a tough thing to accomplish because uh, the government has been able to hide behind this idea of sovereign immunity, which is the idea that the government cannot be sued. And uh, the Supreme Court has, has held it up in, in many situations, and so it's made it very difficult for sufferers of Agent Orange to get recompense. Right, and so even if you can't sue the government... 
you can still lobby against the government to go and clean up the mess from Agent Orange that's sure. still causing trouble in the soil today. And it's and very expensive to clean up as well. It is, and mm-hmm. there are plenty of humanitarian and activist groups out there who are saying, look, you cleaned up all these landmines, now you need to get back in there and clean up the effects from Agent Orange as well. That's a good point. So we're not really sure what's going to come of this. I mean, we don't really know what sort of chemicals are being used in wars today that are going to continue to have lasting effects on generations to come. It's just, you know, it's one of those things about war, and it's another scary thing about science and what's developed as theory in a Mm -hmm. lab when it's actually put into practice. We don't know the consequences. It's like a Pandora's box sometimes. You don't really know. What's in a beaker is much different from what's (laughs) being sprayed from an aircraft over Vietnam. Yeah, Yeah. And we should mention, too, that Agent Orange was also used again in the Korean War, not by the U.S., but by Korea. So we have maladies from that war as well. That's true. So if you want to learn more about Agent Orange and the Vietnam War and even the scientific method, be sure to check out HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. <laughs> 